Rejoice, Bachelor Nation. Bachelor Party is the podcast for you. Juliet Lippman is here to break down every detail and piece of drama from the latest episode of a Bachelor franchise. Joined by fellow superfans, members of Bachelor Nation, and Ringer colleagues, this is the one-stop shop for all your Bachelor needs. Check out Bachelor Party on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Ice Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a berry delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. I gotta say, living in this podcast world uh, so far, going into my fourth episode, there's been some really good times. I've had some great guests on. um, And... But no, but I haven't been, I guess, as excited uh, as I as I am to have my next guest on because she's the first one that really, I think, as far as the MTV world goes, she spans multiple franchises. All right. Um, you may best know her from Wild and Out, but she's also got a very unique perspective on the challenge because not only has she competed on Champs versus Stars, she's also hosted challenge reunions. She buries more bones than Snoopy, and she has been on more tours than a Drake groupie. So, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, Justina Valentine, welcome to the Death Taxes and Bananas podcast. You went off with that little rhyme. I am so <laughs> Proud of you. That was fire. That was so true. Barry's more bones than Snoopy's been on more tour than Drake groupies. I Yo. was like, you're going crazy. I'm looped in like I'm fruity. Uh-huh. <laughs> Come on, I, let's go. I knew bringing you on the podcast, I had to like, I had to drop some bars. You know what I mean? I yeah, figured there's to, no. You had to come right. And, and also being Italian, there's no better way to welcome a friend than insult them. That's on period. I'm actually on mine. So we have to, you know, <laughs> cut this thing a little short. Um, cause I'm, I might have a couple up there. You never know. Sometimes you forget and, you know, a couple of those things pop out. But, um, no, it's great to see you, Jay. And, um, you know, it's very true. I'm a huge challenge fan. As you know, when I did my first season of Champs versus Stars, I wasn't, I'm embarrassed to say I wasn't super familiar with the franchise, which is crazy because it's such a good fucking show. And, um, you know, it's been around for so long and has been such like an epic part of the MTV culture. So after I filmed Champs versus Stars and then I went home and started kind of doubling back 
on some old seasons. And then I've, I've watched every season since then. I was like, oh my gosh, I was filming with all these legends, CT, Bananas, you know, Wes. These guys are like, you know, literally the fabric of the challenge. And, um, it's such a great show. I can't, I can't believe I was so late to the fucking party when it comes to the challenge. But now I am a self-proclaimed challenge head. You know, it comes on the same night as Wild and Out. So as soon as Wild and Out is over, I'm like just as excited to watch a challenge as I am to see myself on the episodes. And I'm very vain. I love to watch myself. So that says a lot <laughs> that I'm just as excited to see something I'm not in. Wait, did you just. Justina, did you just say you're vain? Because for yeah, those I mean, of you, I wish we were recording before this podcast started because people, we spent 30 <laughs> minutes trying to figure out how to put a filter on the video when you do a Zoom, Zoom call. Now here's the, but here's but, the hold, thing. But hold on, but I told you, Justina, I'm like, this isn't even going to be, we're only going to pull little bits and clips of video. This whole thing is a video. You didn't care. Bits, clips, lips, tits, <laughs> nicks. I don't care. Um, the thing is, I just lost my computer like two weeks ago. So I'm on okay. someone else's computer and you know, I like my settings. I like my fucking settings. You know what I'm talking about? But yeah. the funny part is you were talking shit. And then as soon as I found out how to do it, you're like, Oh, let me do it. And I guarantee from here on out, you're going to use the cute little filter too. So start the Z. Okay. I got to say, Justina has always, when it comes to when it just comes to like social media, when it comes to platforms and when it comes to just branding, when it comes to self-promotion, Justina has always been so far ahead of the curve. I'll never forget. I mean, you really are, Justina. I said this when we did uh, the clubhouse thing last time. The hardest working woman in showbiz, hands down. This girl never stops grinding. All right. I get agita or I get stressed out when I'm like, I got to post a fucking Insta. I got to post a picture today. What am I going to do? What's my caption going to be? Justina's doing Instagram. Clubhouse, TikTok, Twitter. I think she's on Grinder. Probably OnlyFans. I mean, she's spanning the whole <laughs> the whole spectrum. And I'll never forget when, when we were on Champ Stars, which obviously, which was a fantastic time. That wasn't the first time we met, but that was the first time we filmed together. Yeah, so so much fun. Beach House in New Jersey, the the MTV yes. Beach House is the first time, and we yes. and we like we vibe like right away. I'm like I, like this girl's awesome. But we, right, we basically shared an adjoining hotel room and we would prank each other. And like, you know, after it was like we, we were always hanging out and shit. And every time I'd open the door, Justina would. This is when Instagram Live was like <laughs> just becoming a thing. Yeah. Justina had two phones, not one. She had her main cell phone and then she had her secondary cell phone. That was there you go. That was just for to provide light. It was just like a ring light. <laughs> and she'd be over there for hours just going on. And I'm just like, how, after all the filming we did today, I'm exhausted. I want to take a nap and she's like still working. So I got to say, Justina, everything that you've um, done and where you're at right now, it's a, a testament to, uh, to, to how hard you work. And I couldn't be more proud of you. Thank you, B. I appreciate you. And yeah, I mean, I, I always have the mindset that I want to jump on things when they first come out, cause you never know what's gonna be the next biggest thing. Even like with Clubhouse, I told you, yo, get on Clubhouse, whether it- Is you that why you jumped out. on me as soon as you met me? Yeah, I was like, who knows okay. if he's gonna be the next biggest thing. When I found yeah. out you weren't, I jumped right back off. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> you know, and yes, like you said, that's when Instagram Live was hot. There was a couple other 
platforms at the time that were hot. That's when it really started um, with the platforms that you could monetize. So I was on there, was yeah. getting my little shekels, getting my little coins. And, you know, I like, I even did the same thing with TikTok. It was like, I heard like a year or so ago, TikTok was going to be the next biggest thing. And I'm about to hit 10 million on there. I just reels. did a TikTok. Yeah. Dude, reels. I remember when you oh, hit yeah, me up, reels, you're, like, yeah. you're like, bananas, don't post on IGTV. You got to post on reels because they're yes. pushing it. Sure enough. I'm just like, yeah. Yes. You got to, you yep. should, listen, I think you, you know what you should do, Justina, seriously? A masterclass. Yes. Or like an ebook or something like that to yeah. teach idiots like me. Yeah. How uh, us, us, uh, they call us geriatric millennials, how to uh, do this how whole do social, I, social I really media should. thing. Because yeah. I feel like, I feel like I could take any person, look at what their current engagement is. And if I help them plan out their content for the next 30 days, like I'm I could probably guarantee them to double Dude, their engagement. There's something. That, uh, listen, that's big business these days. That is big business. I will. Uh, it's a fact. I'll, I will invest with you in that business. In fact, yeah, so we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll see what's up. I'm always looking for new ventures. Besides uh, owning uh, social media, tell it. What, what else are you up to right now? I hear wiling out. There was a little bit of a, a little bit of a hiccup there in production, uh, but wiling out is 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 back on track. Is back on schedule. So you've been touring or what? Yes. Yeah, so we just filmed the brand new season that's currently airing right now. We filmed that in June. Um, so that's airing every Tuesday and Wednesday night. Um, we're getting ready to film the next season of Wild and Out very shortly, which I'm super excited for. As far as the tour goes, because <clears throat> we were on tour when COVID hit and we had to, you know, obviously hold off on the majority of the tour and reschedule the dates. I'm not sure when that'll be rescheduled for I'm hoping soon but we are back in business 100% as far as filming the episodes we were so happy to get back because it had been like a year that we hadn't filmed any while now I know in in challenge land like you guys are pumping out you guys go from season to season to season and normally while and out was like that too but when we had that year hiatus um you know I personally use the time I mean it wasn't it, it was also a lot of people were in hiatus because of COVID, but I feel like somehow the challenge, you guys find a way around everything. We're like, we're, we're going to another country and we're in a big bubble. We're going to keep filming. We're not going to stop. Justina, you should know as someone who did uh challenge, it was all stars. So it was a little bit, it wasn't as intense of a version. Yeah. COVID is the least dangerous thing we're exposed to on a challenge. Do oh, you yeah. see who I'm in a house with? I'm pretty sure that COVID probably originated from one of the in cast of members those, in, in the challenge house, if not worse, what we're exposed to every season from, I mean, the, the, just the, the, the physical dangers to God only knows what type of pathogens these cast members are bringing in from their normal oh lives. Um, when they were like, oh yeah, uh, this COVID thing, we're like, okay, I'm pretty sure we've, I'm pretty sure we've, we've, we've been You're exposed like, to we, that. We, cre we created that. You're like the wrong uh, hookup went awry. <laughs> Uh, created COVID, but um, the Wuhan lab? No, man. The, the, no, it's definitely it didn't come from a bat in the laboratory. This came from a cast challenge member in the 33. challenge house. Yeah, that, that <laughs> came from challenge thirty three. But um, but yeah, and it's so funny that you say like the dangers of you know being on the set of the challenge because I remember the one competition we did the one day was a swimming competition and. I won like overall, you know what I mean? For all the girls. And, um, I'm just fast in general on land, in the water, whatever. But I am petrified, petrified of just creatures. 
So I remember asking you guys a million times, like, are there sharks? Are there alligators? You guys are like, sharks? What? We're in a lake. <laughs> but We're, I wanted to know, oh, like. No. Wait, you're talking about. When we when we jumped on the pole? Yes, that wasn't. Uh, Justina, it was a reservoir. It was a freshwater reservoir. All right. And Justina thought there were sharks in there. I don't know who lives where, but I was so petrified to just get in and get out. I don't like when you can't see what's in the water. So that's I think that's what helped me to go so fast. But, no, um, I think what helped you go so fast was all the experience you have on a pole. I mean, you 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 shot right up that thing. That's a given. I didn't <laughs> want to come down. I was looking around for the dollars when nobody took any money out. I said, I'm out. I don't you know, I don't I don't work for free. The Miz wasn't making it rain. You're like, I am out of here. I, yeah, um, I'm out of here. Yeah, and 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 I got to say, uh, you know, all the other impressive things that Justina did on the challenge. I mean, this girl, I remember doing the one challenge, even though you're saying that you were afraid of that one. Your fear did not show on the challenge because I remember when we were doing the massive ball, the overinflated oh ball soccer. And I mean, Justina's like, she's always there. She's always done up. Like, it doesn't matter what time of day, you know. I got two balls. Yeah, she's got, I mean, she's always just, you know, decked out. But to see her throw her body and give absolutely n total disregard for her health and well-being, I mean, throwing herself under the ball at CT, she's just getting laid out by the biggest dudes on the field. And uh, she didn't give up the entire time. And that was the first time I saw her. And I was just like, yo, you had the. You had the politics down. You had the ability to just like, I mean, obviously you're great on TV, but then, you know, on top of that, that physical nature where you just did not give a shit about your physical well-being. I'm like, if Wild and Out ever stops calling, Justina, I think you would be a fantastic addition to the challenge. One thing that I always find so funny about our season, and now that I'm a big challenge head, we did something in our season that I I haven't seen on the challenge um, since then. Maybe it's something you guys did back in the day. But you know how, like, when the girls compete, it'll be the girls compete and then the guys yep. compete. It was girls versus guys all season down to the final. So the day when we played that game, it's me on one side running full speed at the ball. And on the other side, it's Zach, Zach yeah. and CT. Yeah. I ran full force, arm straight at that ball. I still, no, honestly, I, my right shoulder is still so fucked up because that. There's the clip. They laid me out. I was <laughs> on the ground and my shoulder was in so much pain. I remember I couldn't, I was like Senator McCain. I couldn't move my arm past here for like <laughs> a week. But <laughs> I didn't want to tell anybody because I'm like, oh, these motherfuckers, like, they're oh, like she's it. a rapper. I'm going to throw her in. But oh. And the crazy part was the girls on my team were smart. They were like, man, we're, we're, uh, Olympians. We're professional, um, wrestlers, fighters. They're like, we don't want we're to not break a nail. Yeah. They're like, we're not going to go that crazy because no one's going to throw us in first. Well, Mich Michelle always went nuts. Shout yeah. out to my girl, Karate Hat. She always went crazy. But everyone else was like, we not we're not talking to kill about Mich Michelle, uh, yeah, Karate Hottie, the MMA karate fighter. Hottie. That's my baby. Yeah. But, so no one was like willing to really go all out. But me, I'm like, oh no, I'm about to go crazy. So, you know, and then all season, like I said, then when we played basketball, guys versus girls yep. in the final, remember we, our final was football slash baseball on a soapy field, yep. girls versus guys. No, it was Why like, it was like, it was like hockey and soccer, but it was on a, like a lubed up slip and slide. It was insane. No, it was more like football. And I'm like yeah. every, I always wondered why on our season, it was always 
girls versus guys. Yeah. I mean, the I'll entire time. Listen, that was a, that was, I mean, to, to, to have that be the, your first experience into the challenge world, um, uh, it, 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 that wasn't, that was a nutty season, but I got to say, man, you, you kept it together. And uh, as you were just saying, I mean, you were, you were on a team with Olympians and MMA fighters and professional athletes, and you were out there putting your, again, your health and well-being on the line more than anyone else. And I got to say that. I, I, will, a, hey, Benez, I will say this as the only non-professional athlete on my team there was only two days where we got scored and i scored the highest both days yep i don't want to fucking toot my horn but beat, i mean beat. <laughs> you don't have to i'll toot your horn for you yeah, all right don't, no but honestly i had so much fun on the challenge i'm so competitive i mean you could tell that in, in what i do on my show i hate to fucking lose and um if they ever did another challenge again where we could keep our phone because <laughs> giving up, giving up my phone for like a whole month, you know that would definitely it's kind of therapeutic. Be hard. I, I know it'll be hard, and I know this is not what you want to hear. Um, but the one thing about the challenge that a lot of people don't see is and don't un- and 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 don't really understand is when we go, when we show up there, we are checking all of our creature comforts and all of our accoutrements yeah. from home at the door. I mean. We don't have cell phones. We don't have books. We don't have magazines. We don't have laptops. We basically have no outlet. And what's crazy is we are so conditioned on a daily basis to be like just addicted to, to, to these, to, to, to these items that when they're not there, this really funny thing happens where we almost revert back to being kids and our imagination start to run wild because we're not, we're no longer dependent on our devices for entertainment. So right. we have to find new ways to entertain ourselves. It's almost like when you see like this generation of kids, as opposed to when, you know, when, when I was younger and probably, you know, we were on swing sets, we were out scraping up our knees. We were, you know, building stuff with our hands and kids these days, they're all, I mean, at, at age two, they've already got an iPad. And I feel like it re- we like revert back to being kids again. And we start like making basketball hoops out of trash cans and coming up with like all these idiotic games and like, Oh my God forbid conversating with people. Um, and it really is kind of like a therapeutic experience. You'll be out with your phone. You'll be away from your phone sometimes for eight to 10 weeks. And when you get it back, you look at it and you're like, how the fuck, how does this thing work? You forget your password. You forget how. And the first time you look at it, you're like, Oh my God, like, what is this? So I get it. It's tough to be away from, but in a weird way, it's kind of therapeutic, yeah. you know? No, I mean, I, I, I imagine it could be a bit therapeutic, but, you know, with, with a lot but of not my as, adventures. But not, as, but not as therapeutic as uh, getting up to 12 million on TikTok. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of my ventures and, and my business and stuff yeah. really does run on me being able to be on my phone. And now I've like just recently signed on with a couple companies with the, you know, paid subscriptions for the exclusive content. Oh, so- OnlyFans? No, not OnlyFans, actually. Um, Wave and Loom. Ooh, so it's okay. like, you know, yeah, no, the OnlyFans, I mean, shout out to whoever did it. But for me, I just, um, you know, I, I do business with like big brands and corporations. I, I wouldn't have been able to, you know, I mean, listen, if you want to go fucking sling your cock over the, uh, the web, uh, do your thing, bananas. You know what I'm talking about? No, not, make, not, make a- not, not this guy. I will, you will, you will see me six feet underground before you see me on a subscribe to OnlyFans. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Or uh, have, an, okay. have an account. No, I'm, I, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. Like you said, I mean, that's because that's you're only seeing that because Morgan's listening. No, oh, I'm yes. just kidding. That's exactly why. So, what you're saying is that there, the only possibility of us potentially seeing you on a challenge in the future again 
as if it's one where we are allowed to have our cell phones? I mean, I wouldn't say only, and I also like, I would never say never because you know, you don't know. I do watch when you guys do the real challenge, of course. And I'm like, Oh, you know, it is different from champs versus stars. This looks cool. But I would prefer to do one where it's like, you know, one of the specialty seasons where yeah. you can't have, you can't have your phone right. that way. I That way I could, you know what I mean? Do my thing during the day. And then, like you said, be back in the room and blah, well, blah, blah. Let, let me run it. Let me run it up the flagpole and we'll <laughs> see, uh, and we'll see what we can make happen. All right. Well, listen, so great for you to be here. All right. And uh, I'm 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 thrilled to this was actually a really out of I think the four episodes, this one, in my opinion, um, kind of had the most spark to it. I mean, this one got spicy. All right. This one got spicy. Going into this episode, the 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 overarching theme and the strategy up to this point is. The, the vets have drawn a line in the sand. Vet alliance, yes. They've created this vet alliance against the rookies. But there was kind of a bit of a hiccup in that plan when this vet alliance that we know is literally being held together by duct tape, okay? You can't have, you can't have 15 people in an alliance, and that's where they're at. 15 vets. Uh, the only time 15 people are working in an alliance together is when Wes is banding rookies together, and we've all seen how that works out in the past. Hilarious. So, Wes is the, the king of that. The king of that. Um, so yeah, and we saw that we saw that breakdown. Um, so I guess give me your take and your opinion on where you saw these, I guess these chinks in the armor lie, and what do you uh, attribute this uh, alliance starting to crack? What do you attribute that to? Um, I think probably, you know, the moment when Fessy was deciding to throw in Amber B. And Josh had already spoken, like, don't do it. You know, let's keep this, this vet alliance going strong. Also, Amber B, someone who will have your back. But I think Fessy was just, you know, still doubting that from the last season. And when they started going crazy, really fighting in that moment, it was like, damn, cause you know, Josh and, and Fessy, they're like each other's number one, big brother alliance, big part of the overall vet alliance. So I think when that moment happened, it was like, okay, it's going to definitely be some beef in that vet lines and not just between Josh and Fessy, but now throw Amber B in the mix. Now she's not rocking with Fessy. So I think that's, you know, from, from what I see, that's where everything started to crumble. And I'm really interested to see how that's going to play out moving forward. So uh, I saw Amber B. I, I didn't watch um, Double Agents last season. Okay. But I mean, you know, I was kind of brought up to speed uh, by actually Wes last episode, uh, uh, kind of about where this falling out between um, Fessy and, and Amberlay. And when she came into the house, you could see right off the bat, Fessy was already like, all right, she's going to be coming after me. So I got to yeah. like, take the first shot. I just thought it was. Listen, you got you got to take shots every now and then, but but right now where we're at, I didn't necessarily see Amber, especially especially because she's paired up with Josh, and like you said, Josh yeah. and Fessy are boys. So I think that because Amber was paired up with Josh, it kind of like would have neutralized her vote, and I think Fessy should For have sure. have recognized that because now by by potentially going after Amber and by taking that shot. You've not only pissed off a very strong female. I mean, she was the, the she won last season. For sure, yeah, she was great. You've now created this in this major rift in your own alliance between between Josh and, and you. And I just feel like it, it was it was it was an unnecessary move at this point. Listen, big risk, and they and as as I always say in the show, risk reward. 
but it didn't need to happen yet. And there was no need to really upset the, the, the balance of this Big Brother alliance, especially because everybody was on the same page. Okay. They knew that Amber B was at the bottom. Basically, the Big Brother alliance is uh, Josh, Fessy, Casey, and then Amber at the bottom. Right. And by by him taking the shot at, at this time, I mean, everyone was, already, I think Amber even got it. She's like, all right, I'm at the bottom of this alliance. I'm fine being yeah. there. She just, she just got into the house. She has virtually no sway at this point. Um, and you're, and you're going to take a shot at someone who's, who's, who's pretty strong and has, and has the ability to yeah. come back. And, and yeah. So I think you're right. I think, um, in Fessy's mind, he was doing just that. He was like, let me take this risk. So I have the reward later on. He's like, because I think that down the line, he thought Amber would, you know, say his name, throw him in, just still have bad feelings from the last season. But I really do believe Amber wasn't thinking that way. She was thinking how you said, I'm in this alliance. Yeah, I'm at the bottom of it, but it's still my alliance. And I don't actually don't think that she had any intention of throwing him in, at least no time soon. So in my head while I'm watching, I'm like, damn, I wish like Fessy and Amber would have spoke one-on-one to kind of clear the air. But, you know, Amber came back and we'll see. Maybe they will have that conversation and everything will be all good or it could go the complete opposite way. So coming into this episode, um, we have Tori and Ed um, who've won, right? Last episode. Yes. Um, and they sent in Tasha who ended up getting sent home. Um, Tommy, your boy, we call it Walmart <gasps> West. Oh, um, yes, yes. Another, the, another, um, red, another redhead. Uh-huh. What would you name a porn with me, Wes, and Tommy? Uh... Strawberry shortcakes. The cotton rockets. Three gingers, one cup. The lipstick and two cotton rockets. The lipstick okay. and two red rockets. The fire crotch special. Uh, uh, yeah. Red light special. I mean, we'll, we'll workshop it. We'll workshop it. I think we can figure this out. But I, I, how about time? I mean, one of your fellow... A fellow ginge, right? Yeah. I mean, you're not a, you're not a real ginge, but but you, you you're you're kind of like you've kind of been adopted into the ginge I'm family. Honorary. I'm I'm an honorary. You're the honorary ginger. ginger. Sure. Tommy's yeah. Tommy's exit. How, I mean, I know you had some feelings on that. He went out with a bang. I mean, <laughs> he he let his he he let his balls hang literally. <laughs> um, I was crying when he walked out of the water, looking like the male Ariel, looking like Poseidon. And just, you know, and I saw that big blur and I'm like, oh my gosh, he just, he's got it all hanging loose. But, you know, I have to give him credit. He finished, he got there, he, you know, detonated or undetonated the bomb, whatever it's called, and with, with no pants on. And then he damn near passed out right after. <laughs> it was a set. I, I'm just saying there's, <laughs> I, I've seen some. I've seen some memorable exits on the challenge and I got to say. Uh, that takes the cake. Yeah, that that takes the cake, man. That takes that, the cake. That was that was a red alert for sure. All right, so we so so going into this episode, obviously, I mean, we 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 kind of already talked about where the strategy was, but the rookies are there's no uh, there's no illusion. The rookies have no illusion to where they stand in the game, and they know that right. they're singled out. Um, I'd have to say right now, my two favorite people, a Big T is always my favorite. Big T and Huey. Too. I mean, they're yeah. just. They're just they're just great. They're just great for TV. They're great characters. For and, sure. uh, Big T, um, and what's his name? Was it Logan? 
That little that little scene with the two of them under the cabana. Oh, that was so right. cute. Yes. Big, yes, big yes, T, yes, yes, yes. I mean, that was uh, that that was a that was a fantastic moment. But uh the two of them discussing strategy, what I love is I mean, Big T trying to teach someone else strategy is like Devin trying to teach someone like fitness. All right. It's Hilarious. just it just doesn't work. But you kind of knew what She's her so angle. You knew what her yeah. angle was. Yeah. She wasn't strategizing how how to win or how to make an alliance. She was strategizing how to, you know. A little cuddle session. A little, little cuddle sesh. Uh-huh. Um, speaking of Devin, we got a great shot of him without a shirt on at the weight bench. Not something that that, that anyone needs to see. I Not it was, something you're going to hang above your bed? You won't blow that one up? I thought it was funny this episode because last episode we had Nelly T's boot camp, right? So we had all the guys out yes. there. Like all like the... I mean, these guys are all chiseled. They're out there working, Yeah, Nelly, Corey, all the guys that, you know, got the muscles of the show. Two workout shots we get this episode is Devin with no shirt on (laughs) and then Huey and CT in that little gym. I don't even know what that was. Where was that? It's the first time I've seen that room, the little yoga ball room. Huey is so funny. And every time I see his ass, I'm like, (laughs) okay, Huey. (laughs) He's sitting on the yoga. Yeah, go ahead. the The funniest part is when I'm looking at his ass, I'm like, Okay, his ass is too perfect. He has to have had it done. And then when Ashley was like, get that big fake ass down here, she smacked it. I'm like, okay, thank thank you, Ash, for the confirmation. Cause I'm wondering the whole time. I'm like, maybe he just like has really good glutes. But then once once you got the the back angle of it, when she smacked it and grabbed it, that's when you could really you could see. But I just I love Huey's personality. Um, he's walking around with like two buoys on his butt and he's, you know, he's he's good for commentary. When he was in the gym with CT, sitting on the yoga ball, I it, I couldn't tell. It looked like he was sitting on three yoga balls. Yeah, he didn't know what was going on. Um, but that was my Motor favorite part is, is, is them sitting there discussing him saying, you know, I'm going to take my the physical aspect of this challenge more seriously. Um, and his workout consists of sitting on a <laughs> yoga ball. Um, yeah, so. Uh, He's but funny. They, He's good for TV. I like him. The Ashley Huey combination is a uh, it, it, it is a is just a, a disaster that I love seeing how it's going to unfold. Yeah, and um, I and I love Ashley when he when um he and Amber win, and um you know TJ's like so do you want to go back to your partners? Ashley looked at him. She's like, I you know in her little Southern drawl, I love you, honey, but no. And that's what I love about Ashley. Like she's just so she's just a straight shooter. You know what I'm saying? Like. Now, as far as either alliances or, or or connections are concerned, we have Devin and Kyle. All right, which made a huge. I mean, they were pretty much. I was I was wondering when Kyle was gonna, um, really show like the true scumbag nature of who he is. Kyle's one mm. of these guys. I mean, you can't trust this guy as far as you can throw. Him, all right. And so, do you think you do you think he did it on purpose, or do you think he was just like? I think what he did I, here's here would be my take on it is I think Kyle didn't want to Kyle's in self-preservation mode 100%. Okay. He didn't want to do anything to rock the boat with anyone else and it's like he didn't want to show his cards so by throw, by 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 dumping Devin by dropping Devin in the water what that essentially did in his mind I think was not put the, the the focus on him from anyone else. I feel like if he would have done, that's what makes challenges like this one very tricky is it's almost like there's a game inside the game. Okay. Cause tri- they do this with trivia a lot. You want to obviously win. Okay. You want to be the one that wins the day, but 
the person that you drop in the water, and we've done this with right. trivia before, says a lot about your game and who you're working with. Yes. And what and yes. what challenges like this do is it it is is it exposes your cards. I thought that their strategy was very confusing. And I mean, we're talking about for everyone. I mean, I'm assuming everyone watched the episode. Those who didn't, you had a person suspended upside down from this platform. You had another person down on the ground through walkie-talkies. They had to relay a co- Morris code, a combination to their partner, and that code um, was on was uh, correlated to a board in a rock quarry. And each uh, set of dots and dashes, which Morse code corresponded with the number. And once you got four of these numbers figured out, you unlock the lock. And then for every lock you unlock, you were able to dump someone in the water. So what challenges like this do is they really expose who you're working with and who you're working against. And the reason I thought that Kyle's move was just was was ill-advised is because the vets already it was already spelled out how they were going to do this. Right? right. But it was it was kind of confusing because Devin's that Devin's master plan is we're not going to dump the people doing well, but we're going to dump the people who aren't doing well. But then you have to figure this all out on the fly when you're down. I mean, if anything, it made, what, it made sense, though, because Devin's thing was he wanted to win overall. So I knew where he was going with it because he just wanted to beat the other heat. So yeah. who's ever in the lead, if we're working together, let's just let them rock. So yeah. I, I didn't think it was a bad plan. Did you? It it wasn't, it was just a poorly executed plan. I don't think that it was very well, if that's what the plan was, it wasn't, it wasn't relayed properly. I feel like to the rest of the people out there, because it seemed like on the second round, they were just dumping people willy nilly. Well, like you said, it's hard to know in the heat of the moment, who's in the lead. Yeah. I feel like people were kind of shouting it out to help, like, don't put it on so-and-so, but you know, I don't know Kyle, because you know, I, I've never been on a challenge with him and I haven't really had the opportunity to speak with him. So I know everyone says he's a snake, but if he really is, he played it off somewhat well, because that's why he's such a snake though. This is what, this is what I've always said about Kyle, man. He is so good. You can never tell. He's so good at, and, and I've always been bad with this. If someone's pissed at me, if I screw someone over and someone's pissed at me, I'm not good at like getting this person to forgive me or getting them back on my side, right? He's a master at doing something that he knows is is very calculated, but then turning around and playing dumb and pretending like shit. I had no idea what I was doing and playing the yeah, dumb. Well, part. he did. He He's did done it with up- me before. He's done it with me before, and it's yeah. even when. You 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 nail him down, and you're like Kyle. I you're not this dumb. I, I, I know it, yeah. exactly what you did. He's still somehow because he's he really is like such a. It's his personality. Okay, Kyle sense he of humor. Like Kyle's personality dude. very likable. Yeah, not trustworthy. Okay. Well, like I was saying, when he ran up to the thing, he was like he acted confused. He did the little stutter step, and then he put it in. And then, like you said though, the next day he he's out with Devin. He's like, you know, I love. I love yep. you, Mon. Yeah. Uh, how's that? I love you. You're my best friend. I want you to be the godfather of my child. And you know, Devin's just like. No, you're making him sound like a royal. He sounds. He, he has all. He's here's very how Devin, like Cockney, right? Very. Here's how Devin talks. He's from Newcastle, but all, the the way that, that 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 Kyle talks is he pronounces ths like f's. All right. So, for example, oh, yeah. there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of things on my mind. Exactly. Instead of think, he says think. Instead of three, yeah. he says free. Yes. 
And I'll yeah. never forget this one time that one of the combinations was three, three, three. And he said it was free, free, free. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Yo, let me ask you this. If you had been in that Morse code challenge and let's say your partner, um, had a heavy accent, would you rather be the person giving them the code or would you rather be the person receiving the code? If there was like a, a language barrier, yeah, you know, cause a lot of people were like, Oh my gosh, I'm not used to, we don't call these dashes or we don't call these, which side would you have rather been on? I would have, so I would have rather have been on the side, which I felt required, especially if I was going in the second round, which required, I guess, more physicality. And I think that was the person hanging upside down. Right. Um, okay. I think when it comes to relaying the, 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 the actual message, it didn't seem like that was, that was the difficult, I guess, part in it. I think it was more the memorization. Um, okay. I'm not good with memorization. Okay. That's just never been my strong suit. So I definitely wouldn't have wanted to have been the person on the ground. I think memorizing, I think I would have been suspended. And then w w when it comes to Kyle and Amanda, I mean, their, their strategy of not even using the walkie talkie and her just screaming it down to him. I was crying when she was screaming. I mean, it wasn't a terrible strategy if he could hear her well. Well, what I'll tell you why that would be a good, why that's a good strategy is a lot when, when you're hyper-focused on the ground or when you're hyper-focused trying to listen or trying to decipher something and you have somebody else screaming, it totally, it totally throws for sure. you, totally yeah. throws you for, for a loop. Um, Huey, once again, uh, proving why he's one of my favorites. I mean, this guy doesn't want to do anything. I don't think he realizes <laughs> what show he signed up for. Last see, last Lies. week, last week he didn't want to jump off the uh, uh, into the water. This week Where he doesn't he want to from? be suspended. What show is he from? Where did he come from? Uh, oh, Big Brother. He was on, yeah, Big Brother. U he was on Big Brother UK. Okay. Um, but again, he uh, once again proves to me why why. You know, it's like he 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 raises all this hell. He's yelling about going up there, and then he finally does. And I think he just completely shits the bed. I will say there was a beautiful moment after the elimination between Corey L and Huey, where like they hug yeah. and, and Corey L. It was like really touching. He was like, you know, I, I deeply regret putting him in. I I did to him as a gay man what people have done to me. And, you know, shout out to Coriel. I thought that was like a really dope, like introspect, um, what's the word? Introspective, introspective, Intros introspective. Yeah. Moment where he just kind of, you know, owned up to, to what, you know, he felt was wrong. And I, and I thought that was a big moment. So definitely shout out to him. But I have a question about, it's a little off topic, but big brother, cause I've never caught an episode of that. What do they do on that show? Like what, what are the challenges? Is it physical? Like what are no. the, what, what are the challenges? They're like carnival games. All right. They're no, it's not physical. There's, there's okay. never really so physical nothing challenge. Like the challenge. Nothing at all. Okay. It's more like memories. Like they do a lot of like memorization stuff. They do puzzles. They throw math things in. I mean, they have all the challenges that they have to do, or they call them comps have to take place in like a really small, like a studio. Okay. So, and, I'm gonna have to catch an episode of that. And I mean, the majority of the people on Big Brother, it's not like they're, you know, they're not athletes. So you, they have to make challenges that that can that can basically cater to 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 any sort of of you know athletic skill set. I guess a lot of them are mental. A lot of the Big Brother games are a lot more mental. And Big Brother again is it's it's a lot more about politicking and it's a lot more about um, alliances and and secrets and that sort of. I thing. mean, because the the Big Brother people that are on the cast, I mean, they're athletic. They're at, well, yeah, no, this is Casey's a beast. Yep. 
Amber, Fessy, and Josh. Yeah, so yeah. they're all athletic. Yeah, no, the big brother people that are on this, uh, that are on the challenge from a physical standpoint, aren't necessarily a accurate representation of what of them as big a whole. brother okay. casts usually are, right? Got you. Because I was going to say, Amber won last season and she's a yep. beast. Fessy's a beast. Uh, Casey's a beast. And Josh is really athletic too. I mean, you know, I know he hasn't like made it super far yet, but. And yeah. just looking well, at Josh that won, group. I mean, he won his season of Big Brother, though, too. And, okay, and I got you. Again, Josh's game, Josh, I think, has a very strong political game. Okay, I think. Yeah, he's likable. I think Casey has a very strong political game as well. I think Fessy's political game is terrible. He relies on his uh, on his athleticism, you know, to get him by. You know, he's he, he's a big athletic dude, and I think that's what yeah. really re really helps carry him. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Go beyond reality with new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea and discover a very delicious world bursting with unexpected blackberry flavor. A world so full of refreshing blackberry iced tea that you may never want to leave. But there's always time to linger. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit amazon.com slash pureleaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube. Car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Let's see. I mean, some of, some of the rounds, I mean, we got Josh dropping Big T first and then Michelle and Corey L second. I mean, I guess there's there's no surprise there. I think the house has now decided that um, Corey L and Michelle are going to be the target. And I know I feel I feel bad for them because they're doing well. They're doing their thing, you know. But the way it works, and I'm not sure if this really happened in Champ Stars when you were there, but usually the way it works is once somebody gets sent in, they're going to keep, and it sucks. That's how it works. They're just going to keep going in until they, until no, they get sent sense. because there's no point. Why do you want to make, yeah. why do you want to make two enemies when you could just keep the same one? Yeah. It makes sense. I, you know, I, I, I get why uh, they do it. Well, Champ Stars, we had a lot of injuries. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. I was in, dude, my knee, it took for, on the same child, the, 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 the big overinflated ball, it took forever for my knee to heal from that. 
forever. A lot of, and then Jenna broke her ankle. Anissa broke her thumb. There's a lot well, of Anissa's always getting. Uh, Anissa gets injured getting out getting out of bed. <laughs> Poor, I mean, I she love gets. Anissa. I do too. And I'm, I'm proud of her. She's doing. She's having a good season, didn't she? She win is. Already, like uh, she won the first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She won the first challenge, holding it down for the vets. Love Anissa. I, I hope Anissa goes really far. She deserves it. I would love to see. I mean, you know, I, I love all the vets, but uh, Anissa and Nani, I feel like they've never been able to like get all the, all the way to the end. So I hope they, you know, I hope yeah. they hang in there. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's always get, that's the whole thing that getting up to the final and then, and then the final, they're two completely different games. Yeah. Getting to the final is a lot of time is all based on politics and, and you can, you can get by with not necessarily being great um, at the game. A lot of times you can rely on, on politics to get to the end, and especially if you manage to not see an elimination. But once you're in the final, um, there is no alliances are out the window. You're on your oh, own, yeah. and that's and when I the mean, game. Hey, you you want to run a final with people aren't that aren't the best because shit, you have a better chance of winning. <laughs> so that's an that's a very uh, interesting point that you made. When you see the way that 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 they're playing this this season, rookies and vets. Because there's two different points. Some people are like, oh, let's keep the vets here till the end. But then some of the rookies, like Michelle brought this up in in uh, nominations, it's like, don't you want to go in against someone? Don't you want people here that you know you could beat? So what would your strategy be? Would you would you want to keep the stronger people around because it sounds better? Like, I want to run against the strongest in the final. You're like, no, let's get rid of some of the strong people and keep the weaker ones around. Me personally, um, you know, I'm good at, at politicking and, you know, I got the gift of gab. And we call that Paula Dicking on the challenge, by the pa way. Paula Dicking. And, you know, generally, I, I think I'm a, a pretty likable person. So I, I, I think what's good for the goose is good for the gander. So I would be the type that would um, stick with more of doing what was good for my people. So okay. if, if I'm, let's say I go in and I'm down with the vets because I know the vets and stuff. I'm rocking with the vets and let the cards, you know, fall where they may. If that means it's all good people at the end, well, you know what? I kept my relationships intact. I kept my word and I, and I did what I said I would did. I said I would do, even if that means I have to run, if I make it to the final and I have to run against the people that are better. I'm cool with that because I'm already getting money. So I'd rather keep my relationships. And I, I get it though. People come on the show and it's like, I need this money. I'm, I'm dying. You know, mm -hmm. I know what it's like to, to be broke, busted and disgusted. So when you're in that <laughs> mind state, I understand why people might make certain moves, but for my game personally, that's how I would play it. If I'm rocking with the vets or I'm whoever I'm rocking with, that's how I'm, I'm, I'm going forward. Cause it's more about the relationship, you know, 100%. relationships are, are something that you can't repair. You could always get more money. You could always get more opportunities. But again, I'm not hating on the next person. That's like, you know, I need the money for this, that, and the third. And that's so. why I keep my circle. Everyone always asks me like, who are you friends with on the challenge? I keep my circle very small for that reason. I mean, I, I could count the people on the challenge that I consider true friends outside of the show, probably on one hand. And the reason is it's the point Ooh, that you made. <laughs> uh, all right, go ahead. Leroy, for sure. Yep. Love him and Cam. Wes now. How, how weird is that? It's, it's definitely weird. Cause my season, you guys like 
you hated each other. And I was like, are they for real? Or is this like uh, for that, a TV moment? Back then, and, no, Justina, make no mistake. No, that I was, know. That was real. Yeah. That was real. For a long time. Uh, all right. So Leroy, Wes, um, it seems uh, Big T. Okay. Yep. Love Big T. Seems like you and uh, Jenny are really cool too. Jenny's awesome. Love her. Love her as well. Yeah, she's wish great. Wish she'd come. Wish she'd her come back. Her body's to fucking die for. Every time I see her abs, I'm like, holy shit. I mean, <laughs> she's just she built like a rock. God bless her. She's got a sick body. Um, I'd probably throw Kyle in there. All right. I, I feel like UNC, UNCT or. Yeah. I mean, here's the deal. At this point with the vets, especially like the vets. And this is what we were talking about last time. It's like we're like rings on a tree. And yeah. at this point, the real vets, I mean, we all, and we all know who the real vets are. There's almost kind of like this unspoken loyalty there because I mean, we're, a, we're a dying breed, you know what I mean? And it's up to us. I feel like in a lot of ways to keep this show going and to keep people tuning in and to keep it to, to it's almost like we're the prison guards. And now there's like, we're, we're the prison is being overrun by the inmates and there has to be somebody there to maintain order. So, so while, while they're saying, oh, we have this vet alliance in the house, listen, they're using the word vet. Okay. They're throwing that word around I way was just too casually. You, what constitutes of a vet? Because I see some Who people knows? on their second or third season. Who and knows like, at this point? They're a vet. And I'm like, really? Doesn't, I would think like a vet, you got to be at least like. I just think they're using the wrong word for it. I, it's not vet. I almost just feel like it, it's just. You're just not a rookie. If you've been here before. You know, we're exactly as long as you're not a rookie, as long as this is not your first season, then you're you're in the club. But here's what's going to happen with this club is they're obviously eventually going to have to turn on each other. And what's interesting, what's going to be interesting to see is who turns on who. And even though they have this mega alliance of 15 people, there are alliances within that alliance. And I want to see who we already know the Big Brother Alliance. Okay. Um, Fessy, Josh, uh, Casey, and I, well, Amber's kind of, uh, you know, gone by the wayside. You have Devin and Kyle, which I think is a, you know, an interesting little pairing. Um, <laughs> CT is the perennial, uh, floater. So, I mean, he's net. He, CT is just the fucking goat, man. Yeah, because, dude. You know, every season I, I watch him, he just, he's just good at like not making too much noise and just fucking coasting. He's so gangster. Like he just. Here's the thing. No, he does. Trust me, Justina. There is a lot going on in his game. He just does it all behind the scenes. There's He's a lot of people. There's a lot of people that want to run and they every all their politics, everything, they want it to be on camera because it's almost like they want to get that shot. And they and it's like they, they want to, they almost want to like inflate their own their own egos or look like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get my shot in my camera time discussing yeah. politics. With him, no way, dude. You're you you're CT's you're, too smooth for that. And you'll never catch him in a conversation. I, 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 I challenge everybody out there to find one conversation CT has ever had on the challenge where he makes some sort of like a, a like a statement that you can nail him down on, or takes a side, or takes a stand in any way, shape, or form. He is brilliant at having a twenty-minute conversation with you, but after the conversation, you're like. What the fuck did we just talk about? Because it's just like going around. He's just really good at going around in circles and weaving his way in and out. And if anyone is going to make some sort of a statement or take any sort of a side 
or say anything of any sort of substance in the game, it's going to be you. And he's going to make you say something and commit to something that you didn't necessarily want to commit to, but now you own it. And then it uh, becomes your downfall. So he's, he's CG just, is yeah. smart. He's going to talk to you in the car and uh, he's going to ghostwrite what he needs you to say. It sounds like, and then, and then you're going to spit the lyrics, but he's smart, man. Like I watch every season. It's like, is that what he's doing? CT, so, so what would CT do in while and out? What would his game be? It, so how that would translate to while and out would be like, it'd be like time for the wild style. And he would watch <laughs> both. He would watch both teams go back and forth, but he would kind of play the back. Yep. So no one roasts him because he's playing the back. So he's not getting roasted. But right when it's like at his pinnacle and, and DJ D-Rex getting ready to, you know what I mean? Ring that bell. He's going to step and grab the mic and just like kill people. That's, I, that's what I always yep. like CCT do. He plays the background in the beginning. Cause it's like, who's going to target a CT right in the very beginning? He's a likable guy. He's goaded in this shit. Well, they tried so to like, do it. They tried to do it last season. They tried and failed. They tried in the beginning to oh, put in yes, CT against. They, I think it was like CT against West. Yeah, CT against West, but it's a different game was this it season. CT in West. It was two vets. I know that it was two vets. I'm trying to think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, CT is a daunting like opponent. Like I, I can't imagine anyone. Wanting to go against CT. That's what I was saying last podcast. I was like, thank God he started like putting on weight and turning into dad. I'm like, all right, good. Now, I mean, this guy's at least, you know, he, he's kind of like started to slow down. And he comes in this season and it's just like, the fuck? But it, it never, I mean, it doesn't seem to affect his performance. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. The guy, listen, I've always said this. If What they need to do is take CT's DNA and like save it and like make a breed of like super soldiers with it. Okay. Because that's like literally. Yeah. Talk about AI. a different breed. Um, all right. So that would be CT and Wild and Out. What about what would Huey? What would Huey's role in Wild and Out be? Huey would be one of he would be like one of the Wild and Out girls. And we would just holler at him because he, he just looks good and he's like, I'm here. I'm the center of attention and I'm oh, just yeah. here to look good. And have fun. And with the Wild and Out girls, they are there to look good and just be the eye candy and, and and just provide us with some of that. Okay, we're rapping, we're ripping each other's heads off, but there are beautiful uh specimens on the stage to look at. Huey would be the eye candy. Yeah, like he'd be like he would just be the eye candy. He'd be like a wild and out boy, and he would just walk across with like just these cute little shorts, a little crop top, and he would just be a wild and out boy and just look cute. I mean, I'm not going to lie. If Huey was was rocking some like little booty shorts on stage, I might take a second glance. I, I mean, his ass looks amazing. Like I, I, I got I to gotta find his Instagram and just I'm sure he has like some dope ass shots of it because I, I, I mean, he was caught up that rock. Yeah, uh, last episode. I'm not gonna lie. It, it moved a little. You didn't know what was going on. You're like, Am I, do I have a crush on you? <laughs> I do. I do. I'm saying it right here. I have a crush. I love Huey. I have a crush there on Huey. Go. I'm putting it out there right now. I would love for him to make a special guest appearance as a, a wild and out boy. I think it'd be so cute. Oh, how about right after? I give him credit because he he lost his lunch. He threw up and he still jumped in. How about after he throws up? Ten seconds later, him and Ashley are French kissing. <laughs> Listen, I, that that is probably the least weird thing that Ashley's put in her mouth. So I mean, I just I just love Ashley. I was crying. I'm like, wait a second. She's great. Here's what I love about Ashley. This is what I love about Ashley. And there's there's a few that are that that are wired this way. Is they are they wear their emotions on their sleeve, and what you see is what you get. All right, Nani's yeah. Nani's that way. Uh, Josh is that way. 
Um, and a lot of times certain cast members, and I know Josh gets a lot of flack for, you know, being emotional, but thing is what you're seeing. Yeah. Josh does get heated and he loses his temper a lot, but what you're seeing is a very raw, real version of who he is. Nani's the same way. They can't control their emotions, but it's almost refreshing because that's who they really are. And that's their truth. As opposed to someone who's on TV, who's trying to put this persona forward and be someone that they're not. They're like super calculated, you know? And I feel like Huey's the same way. I feel like Ashley's like that. Like, I love that. I love that because, you know, it's like, especially on reality TV, regardless of who you are, the real version of who you are is going to be more likable than any sort of character you can try and play on TV. For sure. It, for sure. And like like you said, it's like when you get that real rugged and raw from someone, it is refreshing, especially in a game where people can be calculated. And when you have that person that's just like, this is who I am and yep. I don't I don't give a shit about showing it, you know, I could respect that. Yep. Um, all right. So after the challenge ends, all right, t- t- today's challenge, we see Kyle dump Devin in the water. Um, kind of a dick move, yes, all right, but... I think the mistake that they made, it's almost like mom and dad, you never want to argue in front of the kids. All right. Or if like, if oh, you're, yeah, if yeah. you're like a, if you're like a boss or if you're any sort, if you're in any sort of like position of power, you never want to reprimand or scold somebody in front of like the subordinates. And yeah, in the game, the way the challenge works, and again, and I know you're familiar with this is you are always looking for any sort of fracture in a relationship that you can exploit. And by Devin reprimanding Kyle in front of the entire house, what that did is that showed that there was this, that that there was an ability for people to drive a wedge in there. And, and this has happened to me before where I've felt like I've been screwed over on challenges before. But what I always do is I grit my teeth and bear it. And I just wait until after and then I do it. I don't do it publicly because right now there's a lot of people trying to manipulate a lot of different relationships and people are just looking for the next one that they can single out. And, you know, if you're if you're allied with someone, it's like you don't want anybody else poking their nose in your business. For sure. It's like Tony Soprano's not going to yell at his cop in front of the soldiers. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. Exactly. You know, so I get what you're saying, because then all the. The rookies, like, you know, you saw. They, 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 were, they smell, they smell blood. They're like, okay, hundred percent. We got to jump on this. You're in a house full of sharks. You're swimming with sharks. Once there's blood in the water, that's all a lot of these people need. Um, yeah. And yeah, I just didn't think that that just, that just wasn't a good look from a political standpoint. And just from like a game standpoint, you never want people to know. Um, and then again, it's, you know, because then you also start getting influenced by other people, right? Because bringing CT up again, CT's always good at this too. As soon as he sees some sort of a little fracture, he'll go over and he'll, on both sides, he knows how to like drive that wedge and he knows mm. how to how to fan the flames on both sides. Um, I've been in that position before. When me and Wes used to go at it every season, I'll never forget. Uh, I think the last time when it was really bad was War of the Worlds and, and, and Wes and I were obviously at each other's throats and CT would go over and he'd drop a, because he was in my room, but he would go over and he'd drop a little kernel in Wes's ear. And then he'd come over and drop <laughs> a little kernel. This is what's going to happen. And he just, deuce. he just loves, he just loves, you know, uh, he, he just loves what, and, and, and I mean, it's, it's just, it's just a great move. Um, yeah. 
so so now we've got uh, Devin questioning Kyle's loyalty. We have now the whole house looking at this fracture, and they're obviously gonna g- gonna try and exploit it. And now you've almost made an unforced error that didn't need to take place. And again, now you're in a position that you didn't necessarily need to put yourself right. Um, and I think Devin's probably kicking himself at this point when they get back to the house and they're out at night. He's probably kicking himself for making such a big deal about it in front of everyone because now he's right. turned it into something on the challenge. If you don't want it to be a thing, don't make it a thing. Right. Don't talk about it. Just, just, just don't, you know, let it happen. For sure. Um, before nominations, uh, we've got the house party, uh, you know, Corey L and Fessy having their little conversation and Corey L is this, it's a weird position. What he's doing is he's basically telling Fessy who he wants. I've never really been a big fan of doing that. It's almost like, because then what happens is you don't even know if that's who they're actually going to put in. I guess he knows he's going to be the house vote, but once you say, this is who I want to go against. If they don't put that person in against you, then you've just made you've just unnecessarily put a target on your back with someone. Well, that's what happened with um, Tori and Tasha. Remember last week when um, Tori was like, I'm going to see if I could put in who you want. And then Tasha was offended when she didn't. So I see what you're saying. It's like if they don't do it, you almost feel like have you made like a mini enemy in that? Um, and then also from an ego standpoint, if I say I want to go in against shiny bananas and then you beat me, it's like, yeah, how can you, you, you know what I'm saying? And, and with these challenges, like you always say in eliminations, I always hear the great say, like, you never know what the elimination is going to be. You could think you want to go against someone because you think physically you could kill them and then you go in and it's like a puzzle or a memorization or, yep. or, you know what I would hate personally depending on who I was partnered with, you have to go in and go against another guy and a girl with your partner. And it's like, you could lose a hundred percent because your partner, I rather any day, I rather depend on me and do a one-on-one elimination than have to have a partner. How do you feel about that? So that's the thing is I, I, I would rather do a one-on-one elimination as well, only because then it's the onus is on me. Okay. Yes. That yeah. I I have confidence in myself. Doesn't matter who my partner is. I just have confidence in myself and my ability to do things, and I know how I work. And once you throw somebody else in the mix, especially what makes this tricky is you're not even necessarily going in to elimination with the person you're partnered up with. You don't know what your right. chem- you don't exactly. know what your chemistry is. You could be going in with someone that you've never worked with before, and or I even think spoke to or you know yeah. And I think that's one of the strategies they need to start exploiting is putting uh, uh, not necessarily two strong people in together. Put a strong person with a terrible person. You know what I mean? If you want to get rid of them, because then that will if, if you're the ones getting rid of them, don't put don't, don't pick two strong people to be on a team together. You right. Know? Exactly. And I, yeah. And that's where I think they also have a leg up uh, in this season is the winning team <laughs> gets to see what the elimination is before they throw them in. Right. How about I'm just laughing out loud thinking of mid-elimination Coriel and Huey just going at it. And, and Coriel's like, my carabiner stuck. And it's so funny because I learned the fucking word carabiner from the challenge when we yep. had to do that underwater with all the fucking carabiner. I'm like, what the fuck is a carabiner? Call that shit a lot. Or like, the carabiner. But anyway, so he's like, the carabiner stuck. And Huey's like, 
bitch, no, it's not. Ours was stuck too. And like <laughs> literally stop, like Huey is stopping and having a full out fucking fight. And at one point, Amber's like, Huey, if you don't shut the fuck up, I was crying at, can you imagine having my a favorite part? fight no. with someone? Favorite part of the episode. I just, yeah, I, the only thing that was strong. missing was them like, slap, <laughs> I just want to see them start slapping each other. Like, Wait, it, it, then, then mid fight, Huey's fighting with Corey L and Huey's just fired up because he wanted to go get them, put him down there. So he's like going at him mid fucking uh, fight drops the key. Yep. Yep. He was, I, I don't, I don't have the key. And then Amber's like, and then he does a full split. A full split to get the key back. That was just a that was just a great elimination because it was so funny. The the elimin sometimes it doesn't matter how difficult the elimination is. It's never the difficult in eliminations. It's never the hard thing. A lot of times eliminations the the, the 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 most difficult part about it isn't what makes you lose. It's always these slight little momentary lapses in judgment or focus. Yeah, that fucks you up. I've been there before. A couple seasons ago, I lost. Me and Theo were in these cages and we had to basically roll these cages um, over these landmines. And we got to the landmine. We had a number and it was a Roman numeral. There were seven of them. And when we got to the landmine, we had to reach out of the cage and stick this Roman numeral in. Right. Sounds okay. simple. You stick one and one, two and two, three and three. But the Roman numerals, they're not numbers. So four and six, four and six are the exact same thing. They're just they're just inverted. Right? Four and six. It's just the, what, what side the one is on. Yeah. So I was ahead of Theo. I'm fucking just rolling this cage. And I put the six and the four and the four uh, and the six. Right. The hard part of the challenge wasn't them. The hard part was rolling this goddamn cage. You're in this tiny cage was rolling it. Yeah. And the easy part was was just, but it's that, but you're, you're not focused on that. You're in such a rush. And yeah. I've seen this happen time and time yeah. again. And what about with um? What's the girl's name? She used to be friends with uh Cara Maria with the climbing challenge against um, yeah, Ninja, and it and it was Same just thing. missing like the 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 hole to put the stick in. Yeah, putting the, putting the post in the hole. This is something that you've never been bad at, so that would have been a great. I for you. always get the post right in the hole, first shot. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like you said, it was just a tiny detail, and then by the time you have to go back and try to fix it, it's like even if you were winning, you're you're already behind. I just from from an entertainment standpoint, I loved loved. That was probably my favorite part of the episode. Huey and and Corey L. So full funny. on, full on, full on brawl. Brawl. I mean, yeah, <laughs> calling each other out. I mean, it was it, that was uh, that that was that was incredible. Um, like at that at that moment, like the the verbal altercation was, I think, more important to both of them <laughs> at one point than when it, like Huey full on stopped and was just like about fight with him. And Amber was Amber looked at him with that look like, I'm going to fuck you up if you don't keep moving. <laughs> you got and that's you, you, you can never focus on what the other team is doing because all that's going to do is mess you up. You can only focus on what you're doing. And I mean, I guess let's talk about how they got to the elimination in the first place. I mean, the nomination, I think, went the way every, everyone thought it was going to go. The House yes. th threw in um, Coriel and Michelle. However, I've never been a fan of um, people, even if you know you're going to go in, okay? Even if you know you're going to go in, speaking first, right? And nominating yourself. Because what you want to do is you want, other, you want other people to talk. You want to create a discussion because a lot of times what that will do 
is it will, people will say things that they wouldn't have normally said, talk out of turn, call out a different name. By you going in, starting, the, when you know you're already going in, you start the conversation and then you basically tell everyone to vote for yourself. It's making everyone's job easy. Um, yeah. You want, if you're going to come back, you want to start making fractures in the house. If you're the team that you know that everyone's going to keep sending in, don't make it easy for them. Try and take that focus and put it on somebody else by making other people in the house target somebody else and, you know, not you. For sure. Let other people fight and kind of get the spotlight uh, off yourself. You know, and again, Huey gets absolutely reamed out because he admits to Coriel and Michelle that he didn't vote for them the prior week. Right. And Ashley gets all pissed at him for a quote unquote burn vote. He doesn't know what a burn vote is. Like you can't get mad at him. Ashley, you are the vet you've been. You know what a burn vote is, right? Of course, yeah. You just throw away your vote so you don't have to, you know, you you burn a vote on someone who's not going to get yeah. either way. They're not in the running. And the thing is, is, it's like Ashley gets all pissed off at Huey for burning a vote on them last week. But how are you going to get mad at the guy when he doesn't know what a burn vote is? He thought that right. he was doing the simple thing. It's like, you're the vet. You're the one that should show him kind of like what's appropriate, what's not appropriate. Right. Um, so again, dude, Huey just, Huey had a rough episode up until the end. I mean... They uh, they pull it through. Um, they pull it out. I, I I honestly going into that had my money on Coriel and Michelle. Um, yeah, they've been there. They've especially been tested. Because, like you said, they're already a pair. They've been working together. They've been in elimination. So I definitely thought they had the upper hand on that. But you know, I kind of felt for them at the one point when they're like the carabiner's not moving because. You know, some, I had to work with them carabiners and like sometimes you're like, yo, this carabiner is not fucking. Oh, remember Wes that one episode? He was like, it's there was extra knots yeah. in his. There was something we had to unknot. Yep. He's like, there's seven knots in here. Like, you know, no, he you, made you, the mistake. You do never know. He made the mistake of of a lot of. Here's the other thing. A lot of these a lot of these challenges require you to kind of like be delicate. Okay. And, and a lot of times it's, it's, you know, you need to use, you can't just use brute force. And I think that's happened with Coriel and Michelle is they got all, you, you really had to, to, to manipulate your body and move around and not try to muscle muscle that thing through. Yeah. Yeah. Amber was flipping. Chewie was doing splits. I mean, they were, that side was very acrobatic. It's like fucking Cirque du Soleil. (laughs) Um, Literally. I also... Touched my heart. Huey wants to win the million dollars so he can adopt a baby. That was so cute. Dude. I forgot about that part. That part was so cute. I'm about to start a GoFundMe so we can adopt a baby for Huey. Baby so Huey. Sweet. He would he he seems like he'd be a great dad, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Unless uh unless you set him off. Cause then I mean you we we saw we saw he went right out of the <laughs> gate. Um Gets a little confusing at the end. We got Huey and Amber B that win. Amber B does that that backflip or the, the the front flip out. You know, we didn't even yeah. talk about the nomination though. We watch this alliance, this Big Brother alliance, melt down right before our very eyes. Yes. Do you think? Do you think Fessy made the right move? Would you have made that move? Um, Sending in I Amber. Wouldn't have, I I wouldn't have personally for a few reasons. I think you know the vets were going strong. They were on the same page. I think. You know, his number one, Josh, I came and talked to him and was like, listen, that's my partner, um, which Amber, hey, great partner to have. So good for Josh to have Amber as a partner. And he was like, you know, listen, she, she's got your back. I, the whole time I'm thinking, why didn't anyone put together just like a quick sit down of Amber 
and Fessy. But, um, yeah, I don't think it was the move. And listen, maybe Fessy has his reasons. Maybe he knows something we don't know that, like, she does have it out for him. I don't know. It didn't seem like she did to me. So I think, yeah, I think it was a, a misstep. And, uh, you know, she came back. I think he probably should have just stuck with the vets on that one. A hundred percent. I think, you know, it's a hard position to be the vet who starts throwing the vets in. Like, let someone else have to cast that first stone. You know what I mean? My my whole thing, though, is in order for Fessy to go in, it's going to have to be two votes. So it's going to have to be Amber and somebody else. For the time being, she's paired up with Josh. And right. I don't really see – well, obviously, Josh is never going to say Fessy's name. None of the other well, vets now, are going to say maybe. his name. Now, oh, no, all, all bets are off at this point. Right. But I'm just saying, like, it's not like he was in a position where if I don't take this shot now, my ass is on the line. Right. Um, and I just don't really see it, – it didn't. I, I don't see how it helped his game at all. I think this is the second season in a row that Fessy has made a pretty ill-advised move. Last season, sending himself in against Nelson, basically blowing up his alliance there. And then this yeah. season – Throwing in his best friend's partner that he told him not to throw in. So this is like two seasons in a row. This is this is what I'm saying about Fessy might be the the the, the physical package, but when it comes to just strategy and, and 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 playing this game from an intelligence standpoint, it's not great. I mean, you just again upset the the, the female winner of last season and your uh, your best friend. So this is um yeah this is gonna get this is gonna get ugly. It's gonna get yeah. real ugly. And, and, you know, and then still, I'm, I'm sure, you know, that, that, yeah, that Nelson elimination, that, that was a, a hard episode to watch. So it's like, I'm sure there's still some feelings there too from Nelson and Corey. So. All right. So you're Amber, yeah. you're Amber B. You win this elimination. What guy are you choosing? Uh, if I'm Amber B and I win the elimination, I'm choosing my first answer that comes to mind is CT because like we won last yep. season together uh, CT's a goat, so it's like can't go wrong with CT. But it's very early in the season, so might be too early to try to pick that up. And then people might want to pick us off. Like, okay, we got a team of the two winners. So, um, she went. She ended up going with Devin, right? Yeah. This is the third time. This is the. I think this is the third time this Devin season. Is, Devin's a hot commodity. He's a hot commodity this season. You know, Devin wasn't a bad choice because he does have like the the good political game and he's very he's very smart whereas Amber's very athletic so yeah could make a decent team i think i think she i think that was a a decent choice because if not uh devin like i said maybe ct but then that probably would have put a target on their back so yeah um i think if she has any sh- if any hope of taking a shot at, at at fessy that's gone out the window by her pairing herself up with devin because you don't think Devin will take a shot at Fessy? No. No. Right. Devin, no. Listen, you you heard the conversation that Devin and Josh had, okay? Devin's literally like, I want to keep all of the worst people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's not right. trying to make – he's not trying to make any waves. He is trying to take the easiest road he possibly can yeah. to the final. Now, what she could have done was maybe, like, um, pair up with Nelson. Because Nelson maybe could have been swayed to take a shot at Fessy, possibly. Yep. yep. But then you have, but then you have the whole problem of Nelson not being able to think, and you kind of, kind of, you kind of need that in the challenge. Oh well, and also Nelson's dealing with a lot with he's got Ashley, you know, uh, baby, mom, baby mama drama. We don't need he's, that. He's he's got a lot going on. 
Um, we got Huey that chooses Nani. I think. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's gonna oh, be great. Where Huey, where Huey chose Nani. That was uh, Nani was with um, who is who was Gabo, Warsaw Shore Gabo. Yes, from Poland. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah, he chose Nani, and uh, you know Ashley gave him the look like. Yep. No, you, you're not coming back here. <laughs> so now it's Ashley and Josh. Uh, I mean. That's going to be an emotional team. Yeah, I would. I mean, Ashley and Josh might be a pretty decent team, though. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Not let's not I mean, let's not let, when alcohol. Let's let's just keep the alcohol far far away from the two of them. Um, yeah. And then that leaves Emmy and Gabo being being you know the last two paired up. So a, a, a bad matchup because they're the only rookie on rookie team right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're going to be like the new uh, Coriel Coriel. My the show. guess would be. Yeah, my guess would be they'll probably get thrown in next week. But Emmy seems to have some friends, so I guess we'll see. Yeah. Well, what 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 predictions? What predictions you got? Uh, how do you think? What do you think is going to happen with the? Uh, I mean, you think this uh, this this alliance, the vet the vet and uh, rookie alliance, is gonna is gonna stay strong, or what do you think is going to happen? I think it all depends. You know, obviously, who wins the daily. I think if like clear heads prevail, you know, my guess would be that it'll be Emmy and Gabo to go in because they're the you know the last team standing. That's rookie on rookie. So that would be my guess for next week. But again, depends on who who wins. And then from there, yeah, I mean, there's there's going to be no other choice but to. I think that the first vet team to go in will probably be like. Someone who's paired with a rookie. Oh no, because this season you don't even have to throw teams. You get to pick no. a guy and a girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, who's my prediction as the first vet that will go in? Um, couple guesses would be maybe Kyle because there there was a few people. What about you know, Corey? What about Corey? Devin Devin made a, a comment earlier to uh to Kyle that he wanted to that he wanted to target Corey, which I thought was interesting because they've been partners in the past. So. There's no predicting, I guess, uh, where things are going to go. But I think if this episode and if what we've seen over the first three episodes is any indicator, things are about to get, things are about to get wacky. All right. And I think things are about to get real. There's a, I think things got a little fractured before they needed to, but that's why, but that's what makes the show good. Watching people play who don't know what they're doing. So yeah, listen, if everyone was getting along every episode, who would watch? Exactly. And you don't want predictability. That's the other thing. I actually like when things are unpredictable because yeah, you need some, some parody. You need to, you need to be surprised here. So anyways, yeah, all right. For sure. Well, listen, Justina, I got to say, it's been an absolute honor and pleasure having you on the death taxes and bananas podcast (laughs) i loved it and i'm so proud of you doing your podcast that's what's up let me ask you this for like you know maybe if some of let's say my fans tuned in this is their first episode yep um is it like every week is it challenge based because i know people probably love that so they can get the recap and you're so we're gonna do Obviously, we're doing we're doing challenge recaps every week of the current season. Um, after the season, I'm kind of excited though. Or while I'm away, what, what I'm going to do is I'm going to recap Hall of Fame episodes. So we're going to do episodes. I mean, oh, hey, dope. we might do a Champ Stars episode. Um, Have fun. We just, should do a soccer episode. We should. When, when, when you and Wes had <laughs> your feet halfway uh, up my fucking rectum, remember? <laughs> wasn't we my, were slide tackling. Wasn't my foot. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, no. So, I mean, we're going to do, I want to recap, you know, just, just 
throwback episodes, take people behind yeah. the curtain. That's the whole point of this is like, I love giving fans a different perspective of the show. And, and you, ob they obviously watch, they know what happens on TV, but kind of breaking it down and letting them taking them under the hood and letting them see, uh, what goes sure. on. And, um, listen, Justina, once again, I just, uh, uh it, it was great having you on. I love shooting this shit with you. I love getting your perspective on things. And, uh, thanks for stopping by the death taxes and bananas podcast where the tea flows like wine and my amazing guests instinctively flock like the salmon of Capistrano. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.